0: hey everyone welcome back to the podcast falling in love with yourself my name is jenny and this is going to be episode 104 before we get to my friend jesse and her story i just wanted to remind you that the time is ticking to register for the falling in love with yourself at the beach women's self-connection retreat And I am doing a July special. So if you register before July 31st, you will get a pre-coaching session with me via Zoom and a post-coaching session via Zoom with me when you register for the retreat by July 31st. And the amazing thing about that is because you will get some pre-coaching about some things to look for and to work on during the retreat, and then after to kind of reflect and process and steps to move forward. So it really is a great thing. If you wanna learn more about the retreat, visit my website, website, jenny-drake.com. But today I want to bring you Jesse. Um, and her story, it's a really amazing story. Jessie um, has a degree in graphic design and she, I I met Jessie at um, a festival here in my little beach town where the retreat is at and her booth was in this really prominent area and her company is called Titty City Design, and it was all over her booth. And the thing that struck me is not just the name, but her products are amazing and incredible. And you can visit her on Instagram and definitely um, in the show notes, I'll put her Instagram handle in her shop. Her, but there's boobs everywhere. And, but, but the thing that really struck me is within 10 seconds of seeing this booth, I heard the words Titty City out of men and women's mouths. Within 10 seconds, I probably heard it 15 times. Everybody who walked around that corner and saw her booth said the words Titty City. And I didn't even know what it was or what she was selling or what her message was but in that moment i was i was like she is brilliant because she created a brand name that people cannot help saying and cannot help saying with a smile and really that's the whole goal of her of her mission is to take out the stigma of titties and boobs and breasts, whatever we want to call them and, and really just ha normalize them. So this episode really is for anybody with boobs, or if you know someone with boobs, we talk about her journey and her journey through breastfeeding and how she really came up with this purpose, how she was guided to this purpose and what her message is. She um, is so is such a great advocate for all of us. Um, she studied art and design and earned her BFA in graphic, graphic design from the University of Illinois. She worked on award-winning ad campaigns for brands like Lexus and Under Armour and Google, which is why she's so brilliant um, in her own marketing. And she helped build a celebrity beauty and skin empire. And she's worked as a director for a Fortune 500 company for 10 years. Now she is full-time on her body positivity um, brand called Titty City Design. So we will get to know Jessie in just a moment. Hey there, it's Jenny. Something I'm really good at is gathering people together and gathering people together for really fun and great events, whether it was my kids' birthday parties, whether it's a girls' night in, Whether it's my falling in love with myself, tribe Zooms, I love gathering people together and I love the planning and the focusing on all the little details that will allow my guests to have the best possible time. So I'm combining my passion for creating awesome gatherings and my passion for self-love. And I am hosting my most epic event yet. And it's here at the beach. And you are invited. For just 15 women on October 26th through 28th, 2023, I will be hosting a self-love, self-connection retreat. Every detail from the stunningly beachside hotel to the workshops, to the food, to even the swag bag, is all planned for you to celebrate and to honor you. You do not want to miss this most glorious self-connection retreat, Falling in Love with Yourself at the Beach Women's Self-Connection Retreat in Hermosa Beach, California. Check out my website, Jenny dashdrake.com for all the details. Welcome to season three of falling in love with yourself. My name is Jenny Drake and I am a self-love coach who teaches men and women how to transform their lives by reconnecting back to themselves. I use four pillars of self-love, which are self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-compassion, and self-fulfillment. Each week, I will explore a topic or introduce you to a guest that will help you connect to your own truth, tap into your own inner wisdom, and teach you how to fall deeper in love with yourself. This is where you come to learn how to fill your own cup so that it abundantly overflows into every aspect of your life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this date with yourself. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, We are ready to get started by hearing the amazing story and the amazing wisdom by Jesse Cummings. Um, As I said, Jesse and I, Connected at a festival at one of her events. And I'm not going to go too much deeper into the story because I really want to give the time and the space to her because her message and her journey is so inspiring. So, welcome, Jesse, to Falling in Love with Yourself.
1: Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for having me here today. My um, pleasure. Yeah, I, I, it's exciting to, you know, connect with you. It was so cool meeting you um, you know, out in the wild if you will. And um and I'm so excited to connect and and share a bit more about myself and what I'm up to with Titty City Design. That is
0: well that is the whole reason I connected with you and we'll we'll go kind of deeper in, but you know, Titty City Design um Just really spoke to me about self acceptance, body acceptance, and really taking the shame out of, you know, so many things that we've been taught through society and through our families of origin and through our ancestors. And I just love that. I love your logos. I love your products. I love your name and, and I love your message. So I'm thrilled to bring it to the listeners. It goes so a lot, it aligns so well with the message of um, my four pillars of self-love, which are self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-compassion, and self-fulfillment. But before we dive into your journey and your your business and and all of that, just tell us a little bit about who you are today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Jessie, the tits behind Titty City Design, (laughs) and of course, I'll get into and share more about that in a bit, but um, I wanted to just kind of start by sharing that I'm a mom. I'm a mom to a three-year-old, and I'm a dog mom, too. I'm married to my best friend, and we live right here near you in the South Bay, which is in Southern California. And I know you have listeners from all over, so I also wanted to share that I'm actually a transplant here from the Midwest. So Midwest to West Coast, um, I actually grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, and I graduated college at the University of Illinois. I got my degree in graphic design, and um, now I identify as a Californian since I have lived here almost half my life. And I've lived all around the Los Angeles area um, and started to build my career here as a creative director. And that's when I met my soulmate. And eight years ago, we moved to the South Bay where I truly feel home. So um, it became clear to me that uh, living by the beach just makes me feel really happy. So that's where I am now. And um, you asked, who am I today? So today I am an entrepreneur and business owner I spent about 15 years in corporate America building brands as a creative director and it was just over a year ago that I took a leap of faith and just put all my effort into building this brand of my own I started a few years ago while um, while I was still working in corporate America but it's been it's been now actually since June so a full year of really just given this my all. So I feel so passionate about it and I just couldn't ignore that. So I'll tell you a little bit about it. So the year 2020, whoa, um, that the pandemic changed everything for so many. And that was also the year that I became a mom. So yeah, my son being three years old, 2020 math adds up. He's like a perfect, like mile marker, right. Of like the time. And, um, that was also the year that I started my company called Titty City Design. And I started this body positivity brand to celebrate new moms and breastfeeding because it can be so freaking hard. Mm. And my brand also advocates for breast health. Mm. Um, in fact, uh, a portion of my proceed goes to Meta which is a breast cancer organization. And they use 100% of their donations towards helping patients with metastatic stage four, um, so that's a pretty, it a pretty advanced stage of breast cancer. Um, and through my products, social media and my blog, I am building Teddy city to be a supportive community or what I like to call, you're going to love this. I call it my community because <laughs> I, lo- I love a good boob pun. So yeah, at Teddy city design, I create products that celebrate our bodies. They help strike up conversations about the boob mint. Yep. There's another titty pun. Mm-hmm. Um, you heard correctly, the boob mint. And this is a social movement that I started to normalize talking about boobs, um, especially about our experiences with breastfeeding and about breast health. Cause it's just so important. And yeah. It's, it's,
0: I'm gonna stop you for one yeah. second because there's so much to dig in. I love, I just want to reflect back for one sec. Yeah, of course. I hearing your story that everything that you did and do, and I believe this for everyone, leads to something else. So hearing yeah. that you know, you got a degree in graphic design and you know, kind of moved around LA everything has led to this. It's Absolutely. A- and that, I believe that too. I always have to like point that out because sometimes when we're on the journey, we forget that if it's not completely, you know, fulfilling or whatever that we get stuck. But what we have to remember is it's, it's all leading to something because I hear, you know, you're an entrepreneur, but You had to kind of do it as a side hustle while you kept your corporate job and everything that you did in your corporate space led you to become the entrepreneur that you are. You're also so brilliant and creative. Like that's the thing that I, that's the thing that like lured me to you and (laughs) your booth at the festival was just I can tell, you know, I'm, I'm a detail person and for, you know, everything that I saw and felt from you, I'm like, Oh, she's brilliant with details and just hearing your puns, you know, that just, that just shows that. So, yeah,
1: I, you know, and it was so fun about that. And is that like, you know, it's 2023. It's so hard to believe that like talking about boobs is still taboo or like saying like, people truly still whisper words like breasts, mm-hmm. boobs, titties, like all the time. But like, that's crazy. Like I, I feel so comfortable saying them. Um, and I think that more should because if the more openly we talk and candidly about our breasts and our experiences with them, then we can take back the power from those who over-sexualize our bodies, right? Like it's, if I have the the choice to say those words, that's, that's my choice and I have the power over them. So When we talk freely, it just, it helps promote so many things like body acceptance, body confidence, Mm self-love. It can help us educate about breastfeeding and postpartum and transitioning into motherhood to make those journeys feel less lonely because they are. And we can also encourage each other to take better care of our breast health because one in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer in their lifetime. That's like a scary number. And so, you know, just being comfortable removing that stigma, talking about our bodies, we can share our experiences and, and that's how we, you know, we create this community, we create this community and, and help each other. So. Everything
0: you just talked about is self-love Yeah, from the acceptance piece to removing stigmas and shames and re you know, reframing our relationship with that particular part of our body. Um, That's all self-love. But then everything like the, I, I love how you said at the beginning, it's a body positivity company, but also it is a breast health company yeah. and, and all of those preventative measures, you know, or the awareness and being mm-hmm. proactive. Yeah. Breast cancer is a scary thing that every single woman has a fear of, I think, yeah. you know, and the more we talk about it, the more we bring those fears out. Yeah. It, it's just like the shame. The more you bring it out, the, the more comfortable, I don't know, comfort, comfortable is the right word, but the more we can deal with those fears and yeah, That speaks so directly to me. And I know, I know it will speak to so many of my listeners um, because my mom was a breast cancer survivor and, um, and I have two sisters Mm -hmm. and cancer ended up taking her life almost five years Mm -hmm. ago, female cancer, ovarian and and all that, which are directly, they're all kind of linked. And so yeah. my sisters and I, I also have an, my sister is an ovarian cancer in remission, which is amazing. But we have had to not by, you know, we, we, we had to make the choice to be proactive and preventative about it. And, um, yeah, I've had two biopsies myself, which was extremely scary, but, facing it and going through it was so empowering because now I've got markers in I I'm very regular every six months I go and have a mammogram to check those markers if I would have lived in that fear oh my gosh I would have never been on this path to of of being proactive so yeah obviously what you do is so important and, and the last piece, and then we'll go into your, your story is, um, uh, anyway, I, I totally lost my train of thought. I had one more thought. It'll come right back to me. Um, let's go to when like kind of your low, oh, that that's yeah. where I was going with that is. Yeah. I, this whole podcast is about loving yourself through different seasons and transitions. And you brought up breastfeeding and being a new mom and the stigmas behind that. Was that kind of when you felt your self-love was low or
1: was there a different time in your life? Yeah, no, that, that definitely hits it. Um, And I, you know, the time that, you know, my self love was low really was in my motherhood journey. And it was probably my all time low, like I can think of back, you know, um, for me, uh, my self love, like, you know, it's, it's been a journey for myself, I think, like for all of us, but um, motherhood really, you know, really opened your eyes to a lot of things. And um, so one thing I just want to say is I'm going to share, like, if it's all right with you, share really like candidly about like birth and postpartum. Yes. And, um, I just wanted to say that upfront, front, just in case this is a trigger for others. I just want to like kind of preface by saying that. So, Thank you. um, yeah, so my son, he was born in February of 2020, right. And this was before the world just completely shut down in the pandemic. In like fact, one it month was before, right? Yeah. It was four weeks. It was four weeks exactly before the shutdown moment where we, we all have that moment. We know exactly where we were and was like, what's going on? Um, so it's yeah, saying not to
0: interrupt you, but in a, I, I so relate because when nine 11 happened, mm. I was three weeks from giving birth to my son. Oh, wow. So I I I'm right there. Like I have chills because yeah, me too. <laughs> being that new mom in uncertainty, so much uncertainty, so much fear comes up, and and that responsibility of okay, I have I'm responsible for this human, and what kind yeah. of world am I bringing this human in? So interesting that our our we kind yeah. of align. Mine was nine eleven. Yours was the shutdown of the pandemic.
1: Yeah. It's true. Uh It's true. And like before that, like everything was kind of like going, you know, as normal as we just like expected life, right? Like I was pregnant in 2019. My pregnancy was healthy for the most part, everything was normal by normal. I just want to say hard, (laughs) right? (laughs) Like normal is hard. Like creating life is really hard work and it's exhausting. constantly draining, especially when you're in the workplace and it's simply, and just that, And then you're also preparing for this new life and this new world. It's, it's a lot. And, um, that last trimester of it all was truly just, you know, I was ready to get this baby out of my body. It felt like for me, he was like right up on my rib cage. just like swinging from my ribs. Um, I was just so uncomfortable. Sleep was hard. Standing was hard. Walking, (laughs) like just finding a comfortable position was hard. And, um, And also my delivery was pretty traumatic experience for me too. And this was before, like, this was before, like a lot of the, you know, birth traumas of like the COVID, like having to deliver in the hospital with masks and no partners and all sorts of things. Like I like gratefully look, looking back, I, I had just missed that. Mm. So I had to have, you know, again, a typical birthing experience at a hospital. Um, I, I would use air quotes over typical, but um, you know, i it was it was a traumatic birthing experience for me because I had prepared for a vaginal birth with an epidural. And however, in hindsight, I probably should have prepared for other possibilities because many times birth plans just they just don't go to plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't like you don't want to like focus on that. You're like, no, this is my plan. And uh, so it's it's hard. It's hard to get that that like thought process going. but I, you know, this is how I was gonna do it. That was the plan but that's not how it worked out. So because it is, you're not in control
0: of anything. No. And so you're looking to any little piece of, okay, well, if I make a really good birth plan and, you know, a really good labor bag, mine was the labor bag. (laughs) It gave me some sense of control in a very uncontrolling place.
1: It's so true. It's so true. And, you know, we don't, we don't prepare for all those other options because it's also not something that like, for like example, like we don't learn about birth in school. We have to do our own research. We have to learn from each other. And a lot of times mothers don't share these types of details on their journey. Uh, but I I now firmly believe we should. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also, you know, why I'm sharing so personally with you today, but we, we learn, um, from our personal experiences and we can help others. So I was, um, I was a week past my due date and my son had never dropped into like birthing position. So he was still pretty like high up. And in the middle of the night, my water broke, you know, week, week past due date, I was sleeping when it broke and, um, you know, we kind of got ourselves together and we, we headed to the hospital. So. I had over 28 hours of active labor, mm-hmm. 26 of those were at the hospital and, um, I felt every contraction because the epidural, my plan to have the epidural, it actually failed three times for me. And I can't remember the exact statistic, but apparently it's possible that epidurals won't work for some people and it didn't work on me. And it, again, you know, you don't, if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. And so my birthing experience turned into an emergency C-section. I believe kind of given the information about myself and the baby at the time that that was the right intervention. Um, I didn't want it. Like that was not at all what I was looking to do. Um, But, you know, and they, and they weren't pushing me, honestly, they weren't pushing me either way. They were just like, you, this is all the information and we, we can prep you and let's go, let's get this baby out. Um, so, so I had a C-section and for those who don't know, a C-section is an incredibly serious surgery. Mm-hmm. Your body is cut through seven layers to get the baby out. And the healing process takes around eight weeks. That's two months
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and you have a baby to take care of. Right? So anyways, right after my surgery, my baby was examined and then given to me. And he was healthy. And so, you know, that's very assuring. You feel good in this relief. And then I went over to the recovery room while they did a few more checks on the baby. He was cleared. So the nurse brought him to me to begin bonding and breastfeeding. And luckily my son found the boob right away. Our breastfeeding journey was actually off to a really good start or, you know, or so you think like you don't really know anything at this point, like what's going on. And, um, you know, we spent four days in the hospital as completely exhausted. Um, and then we returned home to all the realities that set in (laughs) uh, my
0: anxiety level. Um, like I can actually feel, you know, because I remember mm -hmm. how nervous, how, how scary it was to be bringing
1: my baby home. So it's wild. Like you were in this, like, you're kind of in this, like you know, safe spot of a hospital. You have all the, the people there that, you know, they know what's going on. They are, if something does, it isn't going right. They're there to help it intervene. Like, and then now all of a sudden you're home, <laughs> you don't have that luxury anymore and you're home and it's time to like, really kind of figure it out. And like, after having major surgery, it's really hard to move around. I like, I even struggled to like, hold my baby. Yeah. Um, and It was just, it was really hard. And this is also when the engorgement started and engorgement is when your breasts start to feel a lot of pain as they're producing milk, they feel huge and swollen, like rock hard, Mm -hmm. um, because they're producing milk for your baby. And you know, it's engorgement occurs until the milk gets removed. So you have to, and then your boobs just continue to make more milk. So, that was like probably the first real breastfeeding struggle I encountered. So you just, there's just like so much going on. You're exhausted. You're trying to breastfeed healing from a C-section. Like, and I just have to say it's all hard. Breastfeeding can be completely hard. And I, I think like the pain that I experienced during my breastfeeding, during like the physical pain was like equal, if not greater to like pregnancy and birth at points. Mm. So well, and I mean, at this point,
0: what, like self love
1: back- was low.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and like hearing you, it brings me back to what makes it even hard. We always talk about like how exhausted we are,
1: but mm-hmm. we make
0: ourselves even more exhausted because we think we have to do it right. Yeah. I felt like so much pressure to, okay, I've had nine months to prepare. Like I didn't know. I, it was okay not knowing how to do all of this. I, you know, I always say my listeners know I'm a recovering perfectionist, practicing Mm -hmm. imperfectionist.
1: Yeah.
0: Being a new mom brought out my perfectionism so much. Like, you know, God created me to birth this child and to have a baby. Why do I not have the answers or why, why is this? you know, latching on or whatever it may be not, not working. We put so much pressure on ourselves as
1: moms. Yeah, we really do. We really do. And it's, it's really easy to kind of like lose yourself and that, in those moments. Um, so when you say self-love
0: is low, of course, because we're comparing ourselves to
1: something that doesn't exist. Right. And, and it's all new. Everything is new. Yeah. Everything is new. Um, you know, like I just had this traumatic birthing experience and now I'm home trying to feed my baby. My body feels like ripped apart. I'm totally lost. I'm tired, like extremely tired. And I like, don't even remember who I am on like some days, you know, you're like literally just this vessel (laughs) to like keep another human alive. And it's just like, and, and to be honest, like I hadn't even hit the rock bottom part yet. Like it was just starting to decline. Like, and And I'm sure many people can connect with that because it just, you know, it's, it's when it's all starting to like settle in, but now the pandemic started to unfold (laughs) and my breastfeeding and motherhood journey became like the most isolating experience. Like I had ever been through. Um, and I continued to have more breastfeeding struggles. I found myself like alone more than ever, and the pandemic made it difficult for just about everything. Like, I couldn't see a lactation consultant, or even like get some of my basic support needs met. You know, like I I couldn't see family or friends. I couldn't meet up with the local mommy groups. Like, or barely even get out of the house. Like, really, like 2020 was freaking wild. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it it takes. They say it takes a village, but like I say this sometimes, I'm like, my village was quarantined. But like the transition to motherhood is isolating enough. And so experiencing that like in an extra extreme isolating time is just like, it's just a whole nother level. And I will say though, so, you know, like over time, that just really kind of, that struggle really, really, really just like ugh, what's the word, just like weighed on me. And I will say though, I did begin to find empowerment. Like it took months to find it. But finally, like I was able to like kind of recognize how much I had overcome with my breastfeeding struggles and with such limited resources. And I was just like, dang, I did that. Like, and I did it not how I wanted to do it. And I did it not with the support I wish I could have had, but I did it. Like I really did that. And so my breastfeeding journey just became to create this whole other like self-love for me, like to just really like appreciate, like. Just how truly incredible my body is, and what it's been through, and what it's been able to accomplish against so many like so many struggles and challenges along. So, yeah, it was. Ooh,
0: well, that was a lot. That's amazing. Thank you for revisiting those really low and difficult spaces for us because. We talk about the pandemic and the isolation, but this mm-hmm. is such a nuanced experience because yeah. you had, him. Um, you said February. Yeah. Yeah. This so February 3rd, you know, that's, that was the beginning of the pandemic when mm-hmm. nobody knew any, like it was literally, everybody was kind of making things up as they yeah. were wrong. And so And then all the fear of what was, what we were seeing on the news. And then, like you said, nobody was going out of their house. It was a ghost. So I'm sure having a new baby, you know, I just, I can just so empathize with the space that you were in, but it's so interesting. So do you remember about what month he was when all of a sudden you like had that weight. I've come really far. Yeah. And I've done it in a really crappy situation. And I'm actually kind of a badass. Yeah. Do you remember about when that was, or was there like a particular moment
1: that you remember, like going to that place of empowerment you know, it's interesting. I like, I love that, how you like, how bring that up. Cause like, I, you know, the time was really kind of foggy to me mm-hmm. and the weather here was beautiful and time was really hard to like, you know, get a grasp on, especially with a child that young. And, um, but I do really, like, I really do remember that feeling of, of that shift happening. And I think it like kind of happened in some phases. Like, I think it like kind of whispered to me. Mm-hmm few months in. I kind of whispered to me, like, you know, I had four, I actually got four months leave from work for parental leave. Some of it was extended basically because, you know, C section, you add on a little bit of time. And um I use a lot of PTO, you know, all sorts of things. I think like, you know, towards like the end of my maternity leave, I started to it started to like whisper to me, like, wow. But when I went back to work, like it started to like, start to like, you know, hit me in the face a little bit. I'm like, I am keeping a person alive. We, by the way, barely had any help with childcare. The pandemic wiped that out. We, we got lucky to have two days with, um, with full-time childcare. So like Tuesdays and Thursdays we did and Monday and Wednesdays and Fridays, we had our baby here while me and my husband both were working out of the house. Like it was just, you know, everything was kind of meshed together, like our worlds had no beginning, no end. Um And so like, I think it was like, once I started kind of working and like figuring out how to balance it, which I didn't, there was no way to really balance it. You're just kind of just going with the flow, if you will. Um, And I think that's kind of when I started to hear it a little louder, like, wow, like, look at all the things you were doing. And that's also when like the idea for like titty city started to like pop in my head Mm -hmm. and I think and I'll get into more of that later I think but Mm -hmm. like um that's like that's really I think when it changed is when like that that kind of idea like popped and I I started to really shift into like this moment of like you know okay so like I recently came across this quote I'm going to take a little like pause there I recently came across this quote that went something like after birth, you are about to meet somebody new and it's not the new baby. The new person is you. And it's just, it's so true because my identity before I was a mother, like just, it had completely changed. Mm -hmm. My purpose now was keeping a human alive, but also my livelihood. Like you're just, there's so many things about your identity that's like shifting. And in this time you just like kind of forget who you are. And the person that you were before motherhood, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause like I was saying, you're just kind of like in the mix of all these things. And for us, like, and the pandemic, like it was all just blending together. Um, but like my love and respect for like all things, boob, for instance, like that took on a whole new meaning for me during this time. And just like my strength and resilience and my lonely and challenging breastfeeding journey became this like inspiration
0: mm-hmm. or
1: rather here's a pun. Here's the pun for you. My titspiration, uh, <laughs> yeah, behind my brand, Titty City Design. Yeah. So like, you know, breastfeeding may be this most natural thing in the world, but it doesn't always like come that naturally. And it, there's all these struggles along the way and something that you and your baby have to learn and how to do this together. You've never done this before, right? You were saying like, you've never done this before. You're now a new team together. You're learning so much every day about yourself and about how all this, this whole journey is working. And, and like, the thing about that is that you really don't hear people talking about that, like at all. Not once did I like hear someone talking that I know, like someone I know m- about their breastfeeding journey, their postpartum experience for that matter. And not in any great detail, at least like not my mom, family members, not even my closest friends. And so like, you know, that's when I think like the voice started to get loud for me, like that, like, honestly, like, it's not just me, like I had a huge, big perspective shift. And that shift for me was not only honoring how resilient I have been, Mm -hmm. but also putting in the perspective that I'm not alone in feeling this way. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not the only one who's recently gave birth. I'm not the only one who's overcoming these same struggles. And I shifted to really wanting to give like a voice to this space because Mm -hmm. like deep down, I'm an advocate and I lost that part of me during my own journey. Like it was just that you know, I think that was probably like when you say kind of like that big moment, I don't know what, what month that was in. Um, But it was like a really big perspective shift where I just, I had to start using my own creativity, remind myself who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm a creative person. I'm a graphic designer. I'm an artist. And I have a voice and want to share like the space about motherhood and let other moms know you're not alone. And this, this is hard. And like, you know, let's talk about it. So, and it's okay that it's hard. Yeah.
0: So much of what you just said, like, this is not a spiritual podcast, but I do talk about like self-love is being able to part of self-love is being able to recognize what comes from our mind Mm -hmm. and what comes from our heart and what comes from like our inner wisdom our higher self and yeah. it just sounds like hearing your story you something you listened to your inner divine wisdom and you know some call it god some call it universe some call it source i i use all those terms but yeah. what i know is mine is inside of me yeah. and that's what i You know, that's what helps me be authentic and grow and heal. And it just sounds like you kind of had a spiritual experience of, listen, I'm given this purpose to be this voice. I've been given gifts to help me to do it. And when, when we get to that, cause I've had a very similar experience, which is why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I can't ignore it anymore. This now yeah. is why I'm here. And this is like, whether I get paid or not, this is what I do is to speak my message. And it sounds like you had that similar experience.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I really did. And like, And part of that, like finding myself again and like finding that self-love for me was like, I had to lean into like, what, what makes me happy and that's being creative. And so like, that's when I started to paint boobs. I started to paint boobs. I know it's great. Um,
0: No. And you know, (laughs) self-fulfillment is my fourth pillar in kind of my self-love curriculum. And I get women that are empty nesters or have just become grandparents that are like i don't know who i am i don't know what i like so for you to be able to recognize and have that self-awareness of oh i need to be creative that's what keeps my juices flowing that's what connects me back to self and so you started drawing boobs and, yeah. and I can't wait to put your stuff, you know, out because that's what attracted me to you was that image of all boobs. First of all, like, I think it was a beach towel or something that I saw. <laughs> and how can you not pause and be like, which one looks like me?
1: Yeah, oh, here
0: it is. And then it's like, you know what, you just get hit with this flood of all boobs are beautiful. It doesn't matter who we are or what we look like. We are all worthy and beautiful and created, you know, in, in just such beauty.
1: Yeah. It's so true. Like they're like, we're so different, but we're still all the same. And like, I think that that also like speaks to, you know, just like the whole breastfeeding and motherhood journey too. And just like our own self-love and it's just that like, yeah, we, we all like it, they look a little different. It may be a little different, but like, it's all the same. And, um, yeah, it, it was, it was really empowering me for that. Like it was, you know, for me, like getting to, to draw or doodle or whatever, like it just kind of like it started to just like help my mind escape my day to day, get back in touch with my creative self, kind of like how you were saying. And then like, you know, there was like this other kind of part of it that was really like the unexpected, but like turned into the most wonderful thing for me is that, you know, I started sharing it on Instagram. I started posting them and like, people loved it. And it was because they're connecting. And before I knew it, I was literally building my own village. Like I was building like my own community of people where we can share our experiences, where we can laugh, we can like cry a little bit about it too. And, you know, just that we have this shared experience that we're like, you know, we're, we all have this body like that we live in. And so it's like, we all have like a story, whether it is motherhood or your body positivity or self-love or, Mm -hmm. you know, or it's breast health. Like there's just, we connect like on a whole other level to that. And so it just started to make the, like that isolation just feel a lot less lonely to me. And that's all, like, that was like another kind of like moment, an aha moment, if you will, where I was like, I got to build this. Mm -hmm. I got it. Like I'm channeling my energy here. Like I got to build this. Um,
0: Well, and, and it's interesting because you were put in this very isolating situation and the, the, what came out of it was creating a community and connection. Yeah. Even, even despite we were still in a pandemic. So it's almost like your, you rescued yourself like solving your own isolation problem. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's so wild. And then I get to like, kind of give that like to others, which is kind of like the advocate piece of me. Cause like, um, I really like, you know, as long as I can remember, I'm always, I was always that little kid, like standing up for other people or like, you know, and that, that just really kind of has brought through my entire life. And so I'm like, wow, you
0: have been the voice for others when They don't necessarily speak up for
1: themselves. Yeah, exactly. And then just to help, like, show as an example, right? I think that, like, that's like probably the most important, especially like of my my social movement, the movement is just like share. Like, you you can be empowered to share. You your story will help somebody. Totally, you know, it will. Like, yeah,
0: I have that same thing because I talk about things that other people don't have, you know, and, and it's not that they're any less than me. They just don't have the, the courage or strength yet to talk about difficult things. I'm like, I don't care. So I'll do it. And then people see me do that. And then they do it in their own way. Maybe they're not on a podcast or maybe they're not all over social media, but even just reaching out to me and saying, you know, when you had the courage to share about that, it really spoke to me. And me speaking to you is that step of courage.
1: Yeah, it is
0: really powerful.
1: And, you know, like, I feel like that is a way of getting to practice self-love too, right? Is like by sharing your story, and that helps to like, it, that does by sharing, it helps you accept the new you, it helps you accept like who you are. And, and for me, like appreciate like my body and what I've been through and like recognize like game recognizing game, like you are badass too, you know, like you did it too. And, um, and I think like that practice of self-love by helping others, like also like can be fulfilling too. So, Yeah.
0: Well, it's, it's like the chicken
1: and like, it,
0: yeah, it's like a cyclical thing. Totally. And, and I, I always say like, when we love ourselves, it, it enables us to truly love others. So, you know, you've had this acceptance and you've rescued yourself by being true to yourself. Really what I'm hearing is you dug yourself out of this kind of dark place by just honoring your truth and follow your truth. And then the more you, you know, kind of share that self love with others, it comes right back to you.
1: It does. And it It really
0: does. And then we end up having conversations like this with each other, because we're both doing it in different ways. And, and yeah, it's what we do is, is amazing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is. It really is. And I think that like, you know, where I am with like creating my products and everything. Like I, I just want every new mom to know they're not alone, wherever you are on your breast or body positivity journey, all that stuff. I want you to know that you're not alone. And, and as far as like from breastfeeding and all of that, like, I, you know, I think it really needs to be honored and celebrated, whether it's for one day, like, honestly, when you just tried one day to a month to a year, more, whatever, like just sharing our experiences. They're all, they're all valid and they're all important. And um, all experiences around postpartum breast, our breast health, our bodies, because the more we share our stories, the more we feel less alone. Right. Mm -hmm. And the more we feel seen, the more we feel heard, like you're saying this big cycle, like just comes right back around. And like, I love seeing when people give my products as a gift to each other. Like, it's like, they're really meant to like help up, strike up these conversations, right? Like just saying titty city, I was saying to you earlier, like um, in a previous conversation where like, you can't not smile when you say that, when you say titty city and it immediately just kind of disarms whatever it is about like boobs and our bodies. And you can then, it's like right there, you started the conversation. Like you can start having that conversation, um, you know, whether it's with like a new mom that's preparing for postpartum, or they might be, they don't even know that they should be preparing for that yet. And you can help strike up those conversations. I love seeing people get my, my products and give them as gifts at baby showers. Like that's amazing. Cause mm-hmm. it really helps you like make that bridge to like, Hey, like, and however you feed your baby, by the way, is totally okay. Like, mm-hmm. It's totally okay, but it's also really good to talk about, like so that we know and we can share and you can help share resources. Like, did you know about lactation consultants? Did you know about like this? Like, you know, do you have a plan? Like, what do you what's gonna be like your first month home with baby gonna look like? So whatever the conversation is, right? Whatever direction that you go with it, it just it helps strike up those conversation. And like our world puts all this like emphasis for like, at least for pregnant people, like on the pregnancy and the baby Mm -hmm. and like a lot of big companies out there, they're trying to market to you everything you need for your baby, like Mm -hmm. and, and pregnancy and all that stuff. But like, there just needs to be a shift made to like focus the mom, like support the mom. And we really need to make sure that that new mom feels the love and support and has the support that they need and that they're celebrated for, you know, just being incredible for what they're, they're doing and what their body is doing. And um, yeah, and, I always, yeah. when I go to a baby shower, I always
0: give the mom a gift too.
1: Yes. Yes. Good. I know, really too. Great you know the idea. other, the other really fun one I do is first birthday parties. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and honestly, even still like my kids three and I still bring a gift for the mom mm-hmm. every time. Um, because it's like, Yes. And, and yes, I also bring a gift for the child, by the way, but like, you know, I, I get something for them because yes, it's their birthday, but like, it's the mom's birthday too. And they also survived a whole year of motherhood or two whole years. And it's like, it's celebrating their journey too. Like, I think, Mm. you know, it's not an, it's not an either this or that it's like, it's both like, you know, like it's, it's a big accomplishment.
0: Well, and I think it just goes back to like having that mom feel seen because the number one thing that we do to lose our self-love is to lose our identity. We Mm -hmm. talked a little bit about that. Um, you know, we're not like we are a mom and that is an incredible superpower. Like when you were talking, I must have, I have said the words so many times to pregnant women when they're judging themselves and criticizing themselves it just comes out of my mouth you are growing a human yeah be kind to yourself that is a superpower like you're yeah. growing put it into perspective you're growing a human right now um so having the yeah. mom feel seen and some of the things that just are coming up for me that's so interesting in this conversation is things that i do that Point to that that I didn't even know I was doing mm. so when my mom was alive every year on my birthday I called her to thank her for Aww. bringing me into this world and you know growing me and birthing mm. me you know yeah for raising yeah. me too but actually bringing me into this world and then the other thing that I do on my kids birthdays Every year, and I have a 25 and a 21-year-old, and I totally messed up this year because I talked to my daughter, who's 25, the day before her birthday, mm-hmm. and I thought, and I even asked her, I said, do you want to hear your birth story right now? And she said, no, let's wait for tomorrow. And the next day, I never called her, and she was so oh. upset. But what I have always done on my kids' birthdays is I've told them their birth story. And like I said, they're 21 and 25 and they still want that tradition every
1: year. As a matter of fact, like I said, I messed up this year and and (laughs) she came to me. You know, we got a lot going on in our minds, you know, like, and, and having that conversation like a little bit like the day before you, like, it was actually, it was just my, my birthday is coming up. Um, and, uh, my, my cousin and I are six days apart. So his birthday was actually yesterday. We, we called each other twins like our whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we were, we were just having a conversation about, you know, just, just all things getting older and, and he's got four kids and we were just chatting, but I, I couldn't help, but like, you know, think all day long, I got like a notification, it's his birthday, you know, it's his birthday, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna talk to him, I'm gonna text him, whatever. And I thought that from the moment I woke up and and then it wasn't until like six, seven o'clock at night, I'm like, oh my God, I never called him. I know (laughs) that, you know, so your brain just kind of forgets, but you weren't, it doesn't mean you weren't thinking about them the whole time. (laughs) Right. And when she finally
0: like, you know, and, and, you know, I did a social media post about her. I had sent her a card. I just called her the day of her birthday. And that was like the thing that she said is mom, I, I wanted to hear my birth story on my birthday. But looking back like the way that I'm relating this is mom's just want to be seen and I think yeah. that that's why yeah.
1: you
0: know I want them to know how they came into this world and that I was a part of it you know Yeah. So yeah. Inter- really interesting important um stuff about how you rescued yourself created this You know, you just were inspired. I often talk to my clients about just taking the first inspired step. Like when you started doodling boobs, you had no
1: idea, like probably what you (laughs) were going to do with it. That like three years later, I was going to have a company called Titty City Design. No way. I know like sometimes it's like a total pinch me moment, but you're right. Just like take one, one little step. One baby. You don't have to see the whole staircase. You don't, I mean, honestly, still in entrepreneur life, you don't like, I have like really big visions and really big dreams and you, 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 yes, you keep those, you keep thinking about those and like every day you have to take a little step towards that. Like, it's not just going to happen for you immediately. So yeah, it's all about taking, taking more steps, you know, and, and yeah, finding one, one little inspired step at a time and follow it and honestly just follow it and listen, like listening to yourself. I think like it's so easy, especially with social media and all these things and listening to like in comparison and seeing other people and 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 even like for me as an entrepreneur, like getting real raw, like you can see, like I could see other people's businesses and like I could see what you think you see, right? Like about how they're doing and like you can measure your success. It's so so easy to compare. Um, and that's- it's really like, it's harder to drown out <laughs> than it is to compare. Right. So it, it takes a, take the mental focus to then get to that place of, you know, okay, no, but that, that's an easy way to lose focus and to lose a bit of that track and like that, that self-love and all of those things. So one of the big, the two biggest things that I probably do with
0: my one-on-one clients is guide them back to themselves because of what you just said, the world is so distracting. And Mm -hmm. and right now on like social media, the big trend is stop doing this, or you should be doing this. I do not post like that because that's just noise. Yeah. As a coach, I guide my clients back to themselves. And what you just said is exactly true. They talk to me and they don't hear the, commonalities or I repeat back to them and I say, it sounds like what you're saying is this. And they're like, oh my gosh, I just answered my own question and I didn't even hear it. You know? So yeah. it's so easy to, it. it's easy to get distracted. It's easy to not hear ourselves. It mm-hmm. takes a lot of intention and mindfulness to go. And that's why I talk about daily self-connection and- yeah just staying connected to self so that we can hear our own
1: inner wisdom like you did um, when yeah. you shifted out. of and, it. and it's not a one-time thing, Mm-mm. right? Like it's definitely not a one-time thing. Sure. I listened to that moment and I have to listen to many other moments along the way too. So you, I love how you said that kind of just bringing it back to like yourself, like every time. And so I, I I totally practice that, whether or not I like have like a, a full acknowledgement of that at all times, but like that's that's how I ground myself too. Like that's that's how I like, you know, I listen to like, okay, what is what is my next step? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, they're all honestly chances, but if you you just kind of have to like end up listening to the one that's you know, that's speaking the loudest to you, to you. Yeah.
0: And when we when we're self-connected. We know Mm
1: -hmm. people ask
0: me, like, how do you know it's your intuition and not just your ego mind? And I say, because I feel enthusiasm and motivation by it. I know that when it's something that I, that I'm meant to do, I don't ask the hows or the fears. Yeah. I'm a little nervous, but oh yeah, I'm, you know, like starting a podcast or, you know, any of the risky things that we do like you starting, you know, leaving your corporate job and doing this full time, you just kind of know it's what's meant to be because it's like, even though it's scary, I have the, I, I know it's what I am meant to do. Yeah.
1: Um, And, and I, you know, I couldn't agree more like it. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot of fear, but you sometimes have to like, just turn that down because that's also in a distraction, right? mm -hmm. Like that's a distraction. So you know,
0: and yeah. nobody,
1: nobody's perfect, right? Your perfection kind of bring it back all the way to the beginning. Like I I have a bit of that as well. Like, especially being a creative person and a designer, like everything I do, I want it to be so perfect. Like I want it to be so amazing for everybody. And you know, there is, then I also reminded too, like those imperfections are what makes it so authentic mm-hmm. and fun and approachable. And like, especially even like with my designs, like all the boobs are different, right? Like nothing, like. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, it really comes, brings us full circle is yeah. there are no perfect boobs. All no. boobs are
1: perfect. I know they're all beautiful. Yeah.
0: Well, this podcast, my listeners, my regular listeners know this podcast was my practice of imperfectionism. I don't edit earlier in our conversation. I totally lost my track of my you know, I was like going in one direction and forgot what I wanted to say. I will not go back and edit that. Yeah. Like this podcast is my practice of imperfectionism. And it's, it's something, you know, that, that makes me happier is to release that pressure of doing anything perfect. Um, so just to kind of wrap it all up, you are living this beautiful life, you know, with your three year old, it near the beach, and you're you're living your purpose with with Titty City Designs. Um, yeah. So, what are the things that you do? You talked a little bit just a second ago about staying grounded, staying connected to self. Um, what are some other things that you do to kind of keep your self love full, so that you can continue to be inspired and creative and speak your voice.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of times for me, it is, it's like, it's slowing down. I, I absolutely am somebody who gives a lot of energy um, whether it's through what, you know, through experiences, through my products, through designing, through like just being in person through a podcast, like I give a lot of energy. And so for me, I also really need to recognize that I also need to recharge. Love it. Um, you know, I also, I get out there, I do a lot of events, like, uh, I'll do pop-ups, um, on the weekends while, you know, also my mom and doing just, there's so many things that like I have to juggle that like, sometimes you just I have to like take take a break and it's okay they like don't always come at the like I even remember this too like in my corporate job but like they don't always come at like the most perfect times that you need to break like you yes you still have like your meetings you still have your things that you have to do you still have you have a lot to do but the like the truth there is that like you really can't get those things done until you've taken care of yourself so like even if it's just like a half hour to go take a walk or like for me, like being near the water is so helpful, like even, even if it's a quick drive, like, (laughs) you know, like make it, make an excuse to just like head over to the grocery store so that I could like drive by the beach. Um, you know, it's like, it just making those little moments like intentional and count, Mm -hmm. like even if you don't feel like you have breaks in your day. And a lot of times I, I don't feel like I do There's so much going on. Um, but to, to find the breaks like Mm -hmm. that, like that, you know, like I was saying, just driving to the grocery store, like make that your break. Like you're alone. There's not a kid with me right now. There's not, you know, I'm not answering emails right now. I'm not whatever it is. Like you, you're like, I could be present right now. So I think like recognizing those smaller moments of being present and, and taking those like, and taking real breaks too. Cause you can't, you can't just get by on those little tiny breaks you have to sometimes really take it for me. Like I have to take a real full recharge. Mm-hmm. Um, Giving yourself could, what you need. Yeah, it could be it's- a nap. It could literally be a nap sometimes. Like I'm just like, whoa, like last night was, you know, we were up all night or something was going on. And so like, okay, you know what? I need I need an hour to take a nap right now. <laughs> like- and the
0: self-love is releasing the guilt or the attachment that my worth comes from my productivity. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. resting and rejuvenation and you're like preaching in the choir here, Mm -hmm. like when we give ourselves what we need, we are more efficient in the things that we need to do.
1: I mean, exactly, you know, exactly. And then it gives me, it fills my cup so that I can then give because I actually really truly feel so good when I do give. Like when I do, when I mean by give is like, whether it's like attention to my child or, Um, you know, to my business or to you on this podcast. Like I, I love them. I love feeling those moments of like giving my full energy and I can really only do that when I'm feeling my best. So yeah.
0: Giving back to yourself is the priority so that you can't, well, my tagline is fill your own cup so that it abundantly overflows into our every aspect of our life. We can't, do what we want to do. If we're not giving ourselves what we need.
1: Yeah. I have a fun blog post. I also, by the way, I have an awesome blog Mm. on my website. I call it the let's talk Titties blog, but just the way you were describing that I have like, um, a post about like how to fill your cup. Mm. (laughs) And, um, so on there, I have like, um, a whole bunch of amazing resources, honestly. Um, you know, it's, it's mainly about breasts and body positivity, and self-love. I got stuff on there about pregnancy, postpartum breastfeeding. I have a lot of great information about breast health and relation to breast cancer mm-hmm. and also like support for people that this doesn't, that none of these things maybe even apply to somehow, which I feel like we kind of all do somehow f- fall into these categories, but for support of all of those, like supporting mm-hmm. someone, you know, with breast cancer, supporting, um, you know, your partner or your best friend or your sister that's pregnant or going through any kind of, you know, journey with their body like that. So I have a lot of amazing articles and and things on my website on the let's talk titties blog. And, and I also have a really fun Instagram account to follow, um, where, you know, I have a, have a lot of fun there, a lot of fun (laughs) <laughs> and what's your where are you on Instagram? On Instagram you can find me at Titty City Design. And um you can sh- you can find my website is tittycitydesign.com. That's where you can find the Let's Talk Titties blog, you can find all of my products, you can find out where I'll be like popping up and my events and things like that. So really cool stuff. Um I you know, as part of being an entrepreneur, I, I, I just have to wear many hats. So I, I update all those things myself on the tits behind the scenes and in front of the scenes. So um it's really, it's a lot of fun. And
0: all of your, you know, your website, your Instagram, all of your handles will be in the show notes. And, you know, as you were sitting here thinking, as you were sitting here talking, I was thinking, you know, Anyone who has boobs, or used to have boobs, or knows someone who has boobs, can benefit from what you're doing. So basically, yeah, titty city is for
1: you. you. It really, it I really truly believe it's for everybody. I think we can all support the boobment. We can all be part of it. It could be your own experiences. It could be others like I. You know, when you had been saying like you had when we met, you met at one of my events, and like one of the coolest things I love seeing at my events is how the men interact with and the men and honestly the younger people, the teenagers, the kids, because like it's it's not like the things we we start like shaming our bodies so young, which is so unfortunate, which I'm not about at all, but like just as a society, like that happens right and so you know, just seeing everybody kind of just interact with my products and in real life when I get to do that is just so, it's so amazing because even, even if you don't have boobs, if you weren't born with them or you're younger or whatnot, like you still have a story to tell about them. Like you really, you really still have an experience around, you know, any of these topics. And like I had, you know, sometimes I'll see like men be kind of like shy to come up for a second then, or they'll come with lead with like a somewhat inappropriate joke. But then like the second after, like they ask me what my company is about, or they hear me say a sentence about it, that I'm a body positivity brand, you know, the advocates for moms and breast health that, um, you know, they like, they have this like moment where they like take a beat and then they share a story and all of a sudden we're connected, Mm -hmm. you know, and, it's, um, it's really incredible. I think, it, I think what, um, it, it reminds me like that, what I'm doing is so important and that, um, and that the work needs to be done and that I'm here for a reason. And so, mm-hmm. and Titty City Designs here for a reason. So yeah, I
0: love it. That's why I wanted to have you because I believe everything you just said as well. 100%.
1: Did I lose you?
0: I want to thank Jesse for this episode and this conversation. It's so important. As I said in the top, it this episode is for anybody with boobs who's going to have boobs, or even if you know somebody with boobs. Um her mission is just so inspiring. Please share this episode with someone, please share it on your social media. If this episode spoke to you in any way, I would love it and so appreciate it if you would give us um, a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts um, and just continue to spread the message of self-love and body acceptance and accepting yourself where you are. It's so very important. I love you so much and I can't wait to speak with you again. Much love.